And uh, SA4 2017 is uh, still rolling right along. This is the Profit Roadmap. I am Bear Duplessis alongside Cody Owen. And we've got another fantastic member journey in store for you right now. Uh, Mr. Jacob Godar of Scooters Lawn Care in based out of Springfield, Illinois, has joined us today. Um, Jacob, again, thank you. Yesterday, you came and did a testimonial with me. Really, really appreciate uh, the time that you gave us and appreciate you stepping in. Um, first thing right off the bat that I ha- I've got to ask is, um, you know, how did this all get started for you? You know, it's been something that kind of going back, I've just always been wanted to be involved in business. And I tell this story to everybody and it gets old because I tell it so much. But I remember before I even had a driver's license, I had to ask my mom to take me to a chamber of commerce event for business business planning. So it's, awesome. it's not something that, you know, it's not something that is just new, you know, and that's that carried through. I worked quite a few jobs. I, at one point I was in the landscape industry, got out of that to get into the automotive industry. And that led to where that, that passion for business came back. I got really, really close, really, really invested into wanting to buy a body shop and start my own shop. And I quickly saw how much overhead and how much how much that was to get in right off the get-go. And that, that kind of fizzled away. And How old were you? During that time? Yeah. Man, I think I was, I don't even know if I had my first house. I think I was probably 24. So right about that time. And then, uh, so that kind of fizzled away. And then w- while I was working in this body shop, I, <clears throat> excuse me, while I was working in this body shop, I was doing side jobs on the side because that was kind of my thing. I wanted it to be my own thing. And hustling. Hustling. Doing yeah. some kind of side hustle. And I got burnt out. I just, I couldn't handle it. It was cars all day, cars all night. And I looked around. I had a landscaping background. I used to be a foreman for a crew. And I'm like, hey, we've got a mower. We've got a push or we've got a little weed eater and we've got a blower. Why don't we just go out and mow lawns? We could do that. That'd be a little a little less strenuous. It's not something change you of do, pace. A little change of pace. Not something you do every day. Get outside, not always you know, exactly. on your back or not covered, not, breathe, co- breathe not covered in bondo dust, paint fumes, you know, twenty four seven, always working in a little shop. And uh yeah, I mean I saw the opportunity and it kind of took off from there and I had great mentors. I had the the body shop I worked at, they're a $7 million body shop that's cutting edge. I was still really good friends with him, he helped me. And I had the guy that actually gave me the nickname Scooter, Jimmy Fulginetti, was an old man that pushed a broom at that shop. He's already made all of his money, he lived on the golf course, He he didn't even want to get paid, but Brad insisted, we gotta pay you if you're doing anything here. and. Uh, <laughs> He, our liability insurance yeah, requires yeah, li- we, we have to pay you by law, so you will receive some form of you will compensation. You that uh, that $7.50 an hour yes, or something. Yes. <laughs> we can make it minimal if you really insist. But um, so the funny thing was is we had these scooters, and we'd ride them into work sometime. He started calling me Scooter Boy. And this that was like a short-lived nickname as well. And the funny thing that we started mowing lawns and just – really small scale, just trying to kind of do something. And Jimmy had been in his spare time after he'd retired, he was long retired. He had started a lawn landscape business and it quickly turned into, I think when they stopped, it was like $600,000 a year in revenue. And he was the other mentor. He had a very big business background and he helped me on what to pick for a mower, kind of how to get started. And then Things just took off from there. And I just remember the time where I was like, how, what am I going to name this, Jimmy? This is, 
I got to have something. It's starting to seem like there needs to be a name. I don't even have anything to put on these flyers except we just mow and do this. And, and he said, I, I just don't see why you wouldn't call it Scooter's Lawn Care. <laughs> and, and, that's awesome. <laughs> and, and at the time, I was like, Jimmy, I love you, but that sounds so stupid. <laughs> you know, it, it almost sounds embarrassing. But now looking back, you know, I love it. It's different. It's not grass cutters, clean cut, something involved with cutting grass. It doesn't grass. have the word green, green in yeah, it. I was it doesn't say, have green. <laughs> even your shirt's not grass. green. It's orange. Yeah. It's fantastic. I love yeah. it. So that's, that's kind of how the progression went. So that kind of first act there really that goes into that expression mm -hmm. uh, where luck is uh, opportunity meeting preparation. Yeah. Like you had been determined mm -hmm. with, with these side hustles to work and work and you were going to find a way to, to break out and do your own thing. Yes. And then you had these mentors who came alongside you and, and further prepared you. And the next thing you know, Scooter's Lawn Care. Yeah, most definitely. And, and that was the that was the amazing thing is that that boss at the body shop, I when I was talking to him, was such a great, and like you said, it was almost like luck because not every boss would be okay with kind of helping you into that. And he, he looked at me as like, you know, I'd be a hypocrite if I didn't do this because I did the same thing. And I knew that's just kind of the road that I was going down. And from there, the, the rest is history. We started the business in 2014. Um, very, that was when I was still had a full-time job and I am severely burned the boat and, and move forward. So I think we only had 25 clients at that time. And, uh, we went into it full-time in 2015 and everything's been, it's been insane since then. Yeah. So one thing that we've seen with, uh, with talking to, uh, members as they come in to, to talk to us is that was really redundant. Oh, you're fine. Uh, I can cut out that silliness that I just did where I repeated myself. Yeah, like me walking <laughs> away for a second. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's happening. Um, so one thing that we've seen talking to members is that going into business isn't just like you picture a graph where it's just like going up mm -hmm. in a straight line, like climbing <clears throat> a mountain, and that it's a lot of like peaks and valleys. Uh, so where... What's one of the like big hurdles that you had to overcome after? So you've quit your full-time job, so you're dependent on the business to provide for your family now. Uh, where, where does that first big valley, like when, when you think about like, oh, man, that was really hard? You know, I, I mean, so in everything, it seems like everything jumps on top of me at once and, and forces me to move forward. The one thing, it really didn't change anything, but the one thing that I was like, man, this is going to be hard. So... We were in the process. We had the date I was going to quit my job and it set in stone. I'm doing this where there's no turning back. And, you know, probably three weeks before I did quit my job was when my wife had told me we're going to have our first kid, <laughs> you know, so this is all meshing together for the perfect little, you know, stressful story for yeah. getting started. Yeah, that's definitely. But, you know, as far as a lot of stuff has been been great, you know, it's a challenge, obviously, to keep funding things to move forward as fast as I want to, you know, and trying to stay away. Like I refuse to get a line of credit and, and things of that matter. I want it to be other than borrowing for some equipment. So it's, it's hard because you see a lot of people jump out and I know some of the biggest companies back home have massive lines of credit. And I, it's a challenge to not be just like that because that seems like the easy way. And then it leads you to destruction. Yeah, for sure. You can definitely get yourself in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, real quick. Has there been any temptation though for you to, like you said, there's, there's, you know, companies go back home that have huge lines of credit and to go down that line, has there been any temptation and how would you, how would you advise or who would you advise, how, excuse me, how would you advise uh, another person in the industry who, who wants to go down that path, but really doesn't want to just, I would say my biggest thing is if you don't have anything tangible to back up what you're getting, you know, if you buy a mower, you're going to, it's an asset that you're going to build off of. You should have work for that. And if worst case scenario, there is something to sell. Well, when they call your line or something goes really bad, there's nothing to back that up. So that would be my piece of advice on stay away. And then that was a lot of why we got into service autopilot in the first place is we needed a way to have the revenue to push us forward. And that all came with credit cards. I mean, it was Jonathan's whole premise on credit cards was he used cash flow cash flow and he used the example of how much money you would need to cash flow this business if you were on a monthly basis and i knew i didn't have that kind of money and that made credit cards the only option to get the money in the door fast enough to proceed i think the the that's kind of been a a common theme that we've talked about all weekend to many different people uh especially a lot of members is that um Time and credit cards are like the, the two biggest things that have kind of come up as themes and everything. And huge, huge. And it's, it's, it's really kind of shocking to me. I was, I was listening to a conversation this morning with a couple of guys and they were talking about how he was figuring it out that he had solved out, he had broken down time so much that he had figured out that he was spending an hour, his crews were spending an hour and eight minutes um, at the gas station every day. Their average gas station trip was 34 minutes. So that's 34 minutes. They would, you know, they would fill up, go inside, use the bathroom, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Um, and 34 minutes at the gas station. Well, he started filling up at night. So he cut one of those out. And so it was down to 34 minutes. And then now he's trying to figure out how to get tankers at his, at the shop to completely cut it out. And it's, you know, for, for a society that completely lives off of time anywhere, we're always having somewhere to go. We're always having something to do and everything like that. It, you know, it's nothing compared to owning a business specifically like the one you do and looking at time even completely different than Cody and I do. Yeah. Um, what well, would that you get back to yeah. uh, the second episode of the profit roadmap where we had Scott on to talk about how there's only one stat in your business that matters and it's how much you're getting paid per hour that you have a guy working in the field. Uh, and so that's how you know whether we can afford to have uh, a gas tank at the office. Like that's how you justify that expense is like, I know that they waste 34 minutes every day that I'm paying them filling up at the gas station I can multiply out how much I'm paying for that in a year. And then I can look at the cost of having this tanker at the office for a year. And then that tells me cost reward. Is it worth my time to do this? You can quickly make something make sense when you start evaluating efficiencies of time, Mm -hmm. where time's lost. Like you said, it it used to, that was the same thing for us. Now we have a 300 gallon fuel tank at the shop and it would be guys at the gas station, four guys and and that was the thing. So they didn't just go there to get gas to prep for the day. They went there to buy snacks. And then they were waiting in the long line because it's, it's first thing in the morning and everybody else is there. And that just compiles and compiles and compiles. And it's just so 
inefficient. It's expensive. Yes. And it just, and people without something like service autopilot to watch times, it might not seem like much. But when you start thinking, I try to think of everything big picture, long game. It didn't maybe look like it cost much today, but when that happens every day, every week, every month, all year, then it really changes things. Yeah, if I steal $5 from you every day, five bucks doesn't seem like a lot. Yeah. But over the course of the year, that's over two grand. Yeah. I just out of your pocket every day. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's Starbucks stealing from all of us. I don't know. Are you Starbucks. working on a caper or you just. He's got a plan here. You got a plan already? Yeah. I mean, you've got a newsy cap on. We have to come up with some criminal scheme. <laughs> well, they weren't, they weren't letting me wear ball caps, so I have to, to make it up somehow. You know, I just wore uh, Matt Thiessen's hat that he gave me. It's, I brought it too, um, just still, in case he Matt, sees me and still, gives me a hard time again. He's like, "Hey, where's the hat?" So it um, has not touched Bear's hair, Matt. If you're listening, it hasn't touched his head. That you've seen, it hasn't. But since we're not talking to Matt, I do want to get a hold. <laughs> I do want to get a hold of one of uh, of Jacob's shirts, and um, if you guys check out his logo, it's very simple, straightforward. Uh, but if you go to his website at scooterslawncare.com, you can see it, uh, some of the branding. And, and this is something that I've really noticed um, a lot. And you did a fabulous job on your website. And I'm looking if you're at, in Illinois, don't look at his website. He doesn't want you stealing his ideas, encroaching on his market. And I, and I can't take any credit for any of that because my wife does all of it. It's a really well-designed it website. It really is. And it's she's a, constantly working on it because that's, I mean, her main new thing is she's starting to design websites. It's not a new thing. It's something she's been doing forever, but... Yes, I, I hated I hated to jump in, but I I got to give credit where credit's due. No, she absolutely, does and I mean tell her um, uh, pass along our compliments because I, what I really like about it is pass that along our listeners to give her, give her website. Yeah, yeah there it, you go. She and she actually it's been moving forward. So yeah, she just did I think a little bit of a finalization on her website, and it's just going to be Godar Designs. That, that's our last name. So G O D A R Design dot com, and we'll have a link to that in the show notes okay. if you're interested, yeah. and if you're in and what's your wife's name? Nicole. Nicole Godar. Yeah, she did a fabulous job. I'm seriously, I'm looking at this. Uh, it's and, and here's the thing about it. Like, you wouldn't know if you just looked at this, like if you it was just sitting on here. And uh, uh, Brent yesterday, too, had the same thing. Like, you wouldn't know that it was a lawn care website. And like, just by looking at it. And that's not to say that that's, that's a bad thing. This is perfect. It doesn't hit those stereotypes of a lawn care website where it's like words are misspelled. Yes. The images are clearly stolen <laughs> or from no, the no, image I'm search. Just like a guy on a mower or something like that. No, it's, it's very much, it's very much um, promoting, promoting good time and family time and stuff like that. And that's what you guys do. You afford, um, you afford families to spend more time together. There's, you know, the dad's not having to go outside and do the, mo- and the you know, the mom's Sell, not you're having selling to the benefit. Yeah, not exactly. The guy on the mower. Well, she's yes. even got a great, I'm seriously, I'm just, I'm blown away by this. She's got this uh, hashtag going on. Spend more time picking pumpkins, spend more time around it, the fire. Beautiful picture of a s'more. I can't eat chocolate, but I'm still like, I want that s'more. Yeah. And it's, it's a, it's a beautiful piece of marketing. It really is. It's fantastic. So props to her for sure. Well, well, thank you. And that's been something that, you know, tied in with all of this, tied in with you meant, you mentioned a, a big theme, people saying saving a lot of time using service autopilot. Well, that is the whole premise of what we're trying to offer to the customers. That was the whole idea. But t- And she's really big in marketing as well. So that was the whole idea of the hashtag spend more time. We're creating more time. We're creating more efficiencies in our business with this product, the credit cards. It saves our customers time. It's not just about our cash flow. You know, every little thing we look at it, 
we're trying to add value to our customers' lives by saving them time, putting more time back for them to to spend more time with their friends, family, all, all the things listed there to better their life. So we're not, we don't position it like we're just cutting grass because that's not the... That's not what you do. That's not the main goal. And if you thought you were just, I just cut grass every day, that's that's not as exciting to go after compared to, I give a family more time together. Our guys give a family more time together. We make people's lives better. That's that's a way to build a team rather than stay as a you know a man in a van. Yeah, you know, just a one man show. Uh, so tell us the the story of getting your first employee because you have crews now. Yeah, how did, how did um, that happen? You know, things progressed pretty quickly, and and they go up and down. I, I can't. Honestly, I'm not even sure. My dad might have been our first employee, and he still works. He would actually probably be – he actually just had to get out of the field, and he's missing our next chemical round because he just got a knee replacement. So he's a worker. You know, he's going to be 64, and he still loves to work, and I'm sure he'll be right back at it. But um, I learned from the – my thing I can remember most from first employees is just just don't even – well, my wife told me, and I didn't listen, but just don't hire friends. Almost every friend. It's a, it's a good I've, way to destroy a friendship. And it didn't, but every friend I've hired, unfortunately, I'm pretty sure I've fired. And because business is, is business, you know, and, and you gotta, you've got to protect it as a whole so it protects everyone that's still involved. And I, uh, Yeah, I think it's different. I was talking to, um, I was talking to, uh, I, I have another job and I work that I think we've talked about. I, I work at a cigar lounge um, and my general manager and I are, are incredibly good friends and, but the friendship came after. And I think that you, that, I think that can be a positive relationship because he can come to me constructively because I still have that respect for him. There's that, there's that level and we're very good about separating it out. You know, yeah. you know, there's, there's my boss and then he's also my friend. And, and when I'm in the workplace, it, it, I still have that respect for him and he can come to me as a friend and say, Hey, listen, man, I know you've been well dealing with X, Y, and Z but, and it's constructive and it's still respectful, but he's still kind and he's still respectful of what I know because we're such good friends. So I think if it comes after, it can be, it can be a positive thing, but yeah, absolutely. Hiring your buddies for something is, especially if they're not on your level. Oh, that's, that's disaster waiting to happen. <laughs> I think it's really great to hear that your dad has been with the company for so long. Cause usually when people tell you don't hire friends, they follow it up with and family. Yeah. You know, certain there's a rule there's exceptions to every rule you know and there's exceptions to the friend we are potentially you know we have a a friend that is kind of a higher level that might be operations manager you start looking at things like that but friends and the labor division that really that's been bad for us so we've had to stay away from that well you know point of fact i mean where do you think he got his work ethic from Um, yes my dad's a workaholic and it can't it rubbed off so and I, I got a con- pretty much everything that has just seemed luck. I mean, it seems lucky to me, and it, it really feels lucky, but has inevitably been just from working so much, you know, being so involved. Not, not in a bad way. I mean, it's what I, my wife even knows. I wouldn't be normal. I wouldn't feel right if I wasn't going for something. I just, and I guess I, I'm assuming that got handed down. Yeah. So. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, Jacob, we really appreciate you stopping by and uh, spending some time with us. Again, thank you for the testimonial that you gave. You'll be able to see some, uh, hopefully some things with that, Cody. 
um, since that'll be uh, your job when uh, this all wraps up and everything. But uh, again, uh, if you guys want to check out his website, it's uh, scooterslawncare.com. His wife, Nicole, has done a fabulous job with it, um, and Jacob's done an amazing job building and up the company. And if you need a website, then you need Nicole to make yes, it for you. you. Do, go yeah. to godardesigns.com, and she can help you out. Yes. Designs, plural or singular? I'm going to say plural. Jacob, Jacob's pulling out I'm, his phone I'm, to I'm confirm. I'm pulling out my phone. Yeah, I honestly it's don't. It's designs, plural. Okay. Designs, plural. Right. Godard, designs, designs. Plural. So, G-O-D-A-R, designs, plural, dot com, or scooterslawncare.com. Um, and, uh, you, and again, Jacob, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. And I hope you enjoy the rest of SA4. Most definitely. I really enjoyed uh, talking to you guys. Jacob, thank you so much. Hey, my pleasure. The music in this episode of The Prophet Road Mac was Riptide and Summon the Rock by Kevin MacLeod of Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. If you want to check out Kevin's music, it's some good stuff. Incompetech.com.